Nintendo. IGN's offices in San Francisco, welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of September 4th, 2014. I am your host, Jose Otero, and you are listening to IGN's Nintendo Podcast. Yeah. Joining me once again this week, Per Schneider. I feel like we haven't hung out in forever, dude. Hello, Jose. That's because I was on vacation and you were in Japan or... No. Japan. No. No, Japan. you were in uh, at PAX. I was at yeah. PAX. Yeah. And then before that, we crossed it was like for like a Comic-Con and, and yeah, yeah, anyway... All right, now we're in the same... I wasn't at Comic-Con, but our next guest was Marty Slivo. Hey, how's it going? And I was at PAX. Oh, yeah. And I was in Germany, and they don't let me leave. They're not letting me go to Oh, that's right, Gamescom. I I was not in Germany. Sure. He travels a lot. Marty Mm -hmm. gets all over the place. But anyway, you you didn't tune in to listen to that. Instead, you tuned in to listen about games, but before... Specifically, Nintendo games. Yeah. But let's start with PAX. How was PAX, Marty? PAX was great. Uh, PAX was super. No, PAX was a lot of fun. Uh, PAX is one of those shows, uh, if you don't know, the Penny Arcade Expo. Uh, the main one is held in Seattle, and they also have one held in Boston. They have one announced in a new in Australia, territory every Antonio. other month. Um, but the really the cool thing about it is, uh, I mean, if you follow the, the game industry online, you realize the last month or so has had some, some pretty crappy stuff happen. Mm-hmm. But it's nice going to a show like PAX because that's sort of mm-hmm. where... 30,000 people get together who just love games. People who play games, people who make games, people who write about games, and everyone's just happy and everyone wants to embrace the fact that this is a really cool hobby that we all fell in love with. It's um, just a great reminder that, you know, the the, the gamers are gamers are great. Yeah. I mean, gamers, there's a wonderful community of people who love games across all these different platforms. Yeah. And like, at events like these, they come out. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. And to anyone who, who came out to our meet and greet, that was amazing. Yeah. To anyone we met at the show, to the developers, to our yeah. colleagues. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely uh, nice to have my, my batteries recharged there. Yeah, it was really nice to meet a lot of uh, NBC listeners. Or just yeah, there was a ton of NBC and, fans uh, at, really? uh, at our meetup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, the GameScoop panel turned into almost an NBC panel. I feel yeah. like. It felt like every other question was a Nintendo-focused one. The audio is lost. I'm sorry if you were hoping <laughs> to hear the uh, GameScoop panel that happened at PAX. Unfortunately, some complications happened, but... You know, you're like a vampire. Like your voice cannot be captured. Yeah, um, that's a, outside of my own an audio show. vampire. Yeah. An yeah. audio. Vampire. Oh wait, I forgot about this show. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. That's true. Yeah. No, that that's that's awesome. I mean, the I, I would say I mean the NVC community just has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I started playing Diablo three on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and like I opened my mailbox in Diablo three, and it's just flooded with items that people send, and you know, that's like so I get cool. messages so saying, that's "Welcome, here's your legendary <laughs> gift." So. That's awesome. So I've heard some of those items. Uh, that's actually through the game itself. Yeah, there's some like automated it, yeah, ones, automated right? They're the legendaries. Yeah, you pick them and it says, hey, do you want to send this to us? Mm-hmm. But then there are also things you can just share. Yeah. You just uh, hit, a, hit a button and you attach really gifts. Thoughtful. And so that's cool. I, got, I got dozens and dozens. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. that's It's awesome. Like uh, okay. This community is good. Yeah, very cool. All right. So uh, then enough about PAX. Really quickly then, because you two weren't on last week's episode. No. Well, you were. I was. Pair, but you were at the half Recorded in San Francisco that didn't get to talk about new 3DS just quickly because we're going to talk about it later. And I want to hear your thoughts too, oh, yeah. Marty. What are your sort of quick impressions of what this thing is? Well, first impression, first thought is I wish they had announced it at E3 like they were planning to <laughs> so I wouldn't look like an idiot when I say they show new hardware. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's good hey, that... That's an Otero prediction, it, by the way. Market, whoever's running the wiki. That's right. That was so, a Jose Otero joint. No, it's good. I mean, obviously, I'm actually surprised that they announced it now because I feel like the reason why they didn't show it earlier is they don't want to distract from what, one, the Wii U messaging. You know, they're trying to tell people this platform is awesome. There's a lot going on you need to own a Wii U and hear the good games around it then second they still they said they're sitting on a ton of 3DS stock mm-hmm. out there you know they are they are um, they're not as strong as they have been in the past on 3DS software um, 
And so I thought they would focus on that. And so announcing hardware is always kind of like this buzzkill, right? Where sure. people are saying, I'm about to buy a 3DS for Zelda. Go, oh, wait, uh, I'm going to wait till next year to buy a yeah. 3DS and then play Zelda. Especially when it's sort of like an incremental yeah. upgrade. It's not like wholesale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, so far, it is a DSi to yeah, the yeah. 3DS's it's, DS or yeah. DS Lite, if Absolutely. you want to see it. To me, I mean, it's the N64 RAM and expansion mm-hmm. system, yeah. right? Like Absolutely. It's, it yeah. is, I, I think when we see games that are programmed for, the, for this new 3ds that really use the added processor and memory and all that and the dual analog i think then it'll sink in saying okay this is something this is a step up but they announced it so early that there wasn't anything except for yeah. a port right yeah and, and i mean it's gonna be you know undeniably a gorgeous port because yep. that xenoblade was one of those games that so many people slept on just because it came so late in the yeah. last console generation in the wii's yeah. life cycle but man if they're able to to sort of take that game and put it onto a handheld without losing anything that is mm-hmm. gonna be awesome yeah I, I think that's great so like exactly second second life for some of those games mm-hmm. but also second life for some other games that weren't possible on the 3ds that used dual a- dual analog mm-hmm. control um you know you you guys remember when Mario 64 was first ported to the DS? It was not the same. It didn't yeah. feel no, the same. Yeah, the, the, the analog, or like or yeah, the scrapey thing, yeah. didn't didn't the, the scrapey touchpad nub thing didn't work right. And so I'm always happy when a new system comes out that then opens the possibility for those games to be either downloadable or redistributed or remastered, so forth. So I'm really happy this exists. I'm happy there's a new iteration of the hardware coming out. Retailers need something to get excited about. But yeah. it's Japan only. And new hardware does that. So it's Japan, Japan only yeah. because. You know, they're probably looking at the market there. They're saying, everybody loves Monster Hunter. This game, the best way to play Monster Hunter is on this machine. So let's give them this machine early. So that makes total sense well, to me. People are going to buy Smash, and they're also doing a special edition of both Monster Hunter and Smash over yep. there for the new 3DS XL. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's it. Or maybe they just couldn't mass produce it for the Western market yet. Could I mean, be. It could be that, too. Yeah, well, they don't want to distract from all the stuff that's still in the retail channel, yeah. right? There are a lot of units there. And, by the but way. this does distract. This, it, I feel it does. The, the minute it's news, okay. everyone looks at that and goes, yeah. oh, should I upgrade now? No parent knows this is no, happening. No, that's true. And they're all going to buy it. The majority of audience will, will, will yeah. go for that. But I'm talking about like the hardcore gamers, the people who, you know, that's still a sizable part of their audience. Yeah, but it's a sizable part that already oh, owns the 3DS yeah, and yeah. will buy the upgrade next year. Like yeah. I'm not, I, I don't think it's the impact is quite that big because mm-hmm. of the family skew of the, the 3DS. I mean, it does sell more yeah. to families. But I think it's awesome. I love the Famicom. We talked about this in our little commentary. If you haven't watch that yet look it up we yeah, did that's right. what was it called uh, closer look at Nintendo's closer look. 3DS there yeah. you go just type that into the IGN search engine it's Jose and me ta- talking about it um, I love the colored buttons takes mm-hmm. me back to the Super Famicom days yeah. I'm gonna get the smaller one just because of the face plates for sure mm-hmm. um, so, oh, really, so you're committing to because oh, I'm, yeah, I'm tempted yeah, yeah. I'm no, so tempted by that I, my only worry is that my thumb will hurt because of the, the you know it's too close to have the analog nub to the buttons yeah I really want to get my hands on but, it yeah. Yeah. I feel like at first All glance right. it doesn't seem like the most comfortable thing but mm-hmm. well, face Nintendo plates. products so, are pretty comfortable I think it's cool I'm glad they announced it uh, it's really weird that they announce it without major software like that, but yeah. it makes sense for Japan. Okay. Agreed. Any other thoughts to add? Little bummed that they didn't announce a couple more uh, 3DS games for for the upcoming hmm. you know six months, nine months. Uh, I feel like the Wii U lineup right now is awesome for the next mm-hmm. year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but sort of for as amazing as 2013 was for the 3DS, like I feel like I want it to keep rolling, and it's yeah. not. Yeah. So, yeah. It has we'll been a snooze this. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. Fall. I'm, I'm sure the games are in development, but just I want to. Sort yep. of you still got Pokemon, are. you still got yeah. Smash coming, That's, you still oh, yeah. got Fantasy yeah. Life, Absolutely. you just got uh, Layton and Phoenix Wright, which yeah. I'm currently trying to play through right now. But yeah. let's spend time talking about some new games, mm-hmm. and let's start with uh, some games we played at PAX. I got to play Mighty Number no. 9, which is coming to everything. Yeah. And uh, you played it briefly at my oh, desk because yeah. we got access to the Mighty Number no. 9 beta, which got kicked off at the KG Nifune panel mm-hmm. at PAX. So uh, let's just trade some impressions on that then. Um, I will say a preview just went up on the site, so you can check that out. We've yeah. got video up there as well. Hmm. Colin has played it, loved it. Mm-hmm. I have played It's one level. That's all it sure. is. And it's the most basic form of the game, which is uh, you know, just straight-up control, shooting, jumping, and dashing. And dashing is the most important part of how you play that game because it absorbs enemies, essentially. So when you shoot at enemies, you destabilize them. You see these little colored cubes come out of them. Then you dash into them. Mm-hmm. And depending on how quickly you dashed, you get a percentage of, uh, of that enemy, basically. Like you absorb sort of a score out of them. If you hesitate, 
it quickly drops from 100 to like 80. Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. if you wait way too long, the smallest you can get is 10%. Yeah. 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 So this is basically, I mean, for people who don't know much about it, it's the creator of Mega Man who KG couldn't get a Mega Man game made at Capcom for whatever reason, yeah. right? Uh, probably didn't have a great split with Capcom over sure. that whole affair. Basically making the game that he wanted to make, it just happens to be that the character may look a little bit like Mega Man, but is not Mega Man, and the game completely plays like Mega Man, but it has this new dash feature yeah, and everything too, right? it has sort of right? like forward thinking ideas or ways uh, to sort of expand the 2D action genre. Yeah, yeah. I, really, I yeah. like the fact that the, the dash, you know, it adds a lot to, to traversal and mobility. Like, mm -hmm. the character number nine just feels good. Mm -hmm. He like, feels great when you're, when you're running and jumping and trying to get over, like, long stretches and pits. But I love that, like you said, destabilizing an enemy and wanting to dash into them as quickly as possible because mm -hmm. it almost starts as this 100% and then quickly goes down. Yeah. Uh, and so to me, it almost feels like when you become proficient at it and you're chaining these combos together that it feels like a 3D action game. Mm -hmm. Sort of that same feeling you'd get like when you become really good at something like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta where you're really just you're pulling off this stuff that you have no business being able to pull off but the fact that the mechanics are so sound able to do that. And I love that it's still in that simple, you know, 2D left and right world. Yeah, yeah. and there mm -hmm. are, um, if you look at the control instructions in the, in the beta itself, there's a whole bunch of other features they're not talking about yet. Like, you have the ability to change forms based on mm -hmm. the bosses that you beat, because just like Mega Man, it has a boss at the end of every stage, and you absorb what essentially should be an ability just like that. Um, you also uh, get abilities just from regular enemies. It's like they didn't just think about, okay, standard Mega Man, you get a new ability when you finish off one of these bosses. Mm -hmm. You actually get power-ups like mobility power-ups or even f like uh, firepower power-ups power -ups that will go through multiple enemies at once. Mm. And that one is great because it sets up a lot of opportunities to then dash and dash and dash and grab the hundreds and yeah. rack them up. And if you're serious about scoring – Man, this game is tough it's on the scoring front. Like, mm -hmm. they are brutal. Yeah. By the end, I've had great runs, and I end up with C as the score or yeah. D as the score. And I hope it's not a bug. Yeah. And there are tiny bugs in this thing. It's not 100% bug-free. Yeah, sure, this a is a beta. But um, it is it, it just it feels so good, Pear. Well, it's kind of like, I, I mean, some of the Mega Man games are punishingly difficult, right? You be. really have to know what happens in the level. Otherwise, yeah. you get, get hit all the time. And like it's kind of, it feels like he basically said, let me make the game that every Mega Man fan has been asking for with a little twist on it. I, I'm, I'm always, I look at this game and I'm wondering, if that had just been a Capcom Mega Man game and everybody had been shown it, would it have been received the same way as it is being received now, where it's kind of like the underdog, the game that nobody wanted to get made is getting made, right? Yeah. Like, is it getting that boost? I think it, I think it, it is getting a boost from that from its story, right? Of, hey, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, I can get this yeah, game, yeah. kickstarted, crowdfunding, whatever. But I will say this, going into it, I had no idea what to expect in terms of how it played. And when it played as well as it did, I I was just like I was glowing. I yeah. walked out of that demo and just going, "Oh man, I cannot wait to put this on a PC and continue to play it." So, so you think if it had been a Mega Man game, you wouldn't have sat there going like, "Mega Man is not supposed to dash in his enemy." I wouldn't have enemies. said anything no. like okay. that. No, I look at it more in terms of how much fun are these mechanics and how much fun am I having playing this? Mm -hmm. I really, especially personally, I really enjoy games where you get to show off skill and the game rewards you for those skills. Yeah. Whether it be the you know these power up based rewards that we saw a second ago, what I was talking about a second ago, or just you know, putting on a really entertaining show for people yeah. who are, like, watching around you. Like, if you came by my desk, some folks were, like, crowded yeah. around. I'm just dash in, out, grab this, grab that. So do you and have it skill? It feels really good. I have skill, son. All right. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Awesome. We also got to play Treasure Tracker, uh, Captain yeah. Tells, two new levels. Yeah. Uh, Wait, are we allowed I, to talk about that yet? We are. Okay. Yeah, as of yesterday. <laughs> it was embargoed for a little bit, so I was yeah. worried. Or as of today. I oh, forget. Okay, but either good. one. Yeah, we're good. If not, cool. this section gets bleeped out. No, I agree. So, it's a long bleep. two more levels they unlocked. It's the same E3 build, but it had two additional mm -hmm. stages. One was set on a train, just yep. like uh, Super Mario 3D World, the trains that you would sort of do the platforming on. What was the second one? Oh. What was the second one? Uh, it was I think set it was on a train? Kind of, yeah, yeah. set on a moving How train. Big, it's yeah. like a really long train. Yeah. So. so the level is actually long. It's mm -hmm. not this kind of small yeah, and confined. Yeah. Okay. The second one was more small and confined that mm -hmm. I can remember off the top of my head. It's been a while since, <laughs> since we played it. I'm looking it. at you. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, <laughs> what was the level? motif? Yeah, I don't remember the motif. But but the the train one was fine. Um, it, again, it was a very long level, so you're using the camera a lot. The one thing I noticed that was a little irksome was that when you are moving the camera around, Sometimes you just get stuck and cannot see really through uh. objects. You have to like be in the room. So it's a lot of like looking around. And granted, I don't 
it's not very strict in terms of time or in terms of penalty for taking mm-hmm. too long. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's an obstacle, but it is kind of weird to like be shifting your your sort of vision around the yeah. object. And the way like and when you rotate times. the camera, if I'm not mistaken, it only rotates 90 degrees at a time. You don't have like 100% free control using the right analog stick. It it, it doesn't. So it doesn't. It's just yeah. a little. It's still a little. It's it's just still a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah absolutely. But yeah. the whole the concept that you can't <laughs> like that unfinished. Yeah. But you can't see something from one angle, and so you rotate the camera. I mean, that's core to the gameplay, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like that's the whole idea. Yeah. It's about you know it's the fact that they throw each level is this little diorama and that you have yeah. to view it from every angle possible in order to be like, oh, wait, I would have completely glossed over the fact that I th- that this isn't actually a wall, that this is a door I can walk through. Yeah. And from three angles, it looks like a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, every time we play that game, though, it's just... Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, the, game, the game's gorgeous, yeah. the game's charming, and I just want more of it. Yeah, I found all the diamonds. I was actually being compared to your progress, sir. They kept saying, oh, well, Marty made it without losing a single <laughs> wow. toe. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens when I set a, set a high yeah. bar. They, Only in toad. a really high bar yeah. in, a, in that game. All right, but, so yeah. I have a bar that we can't remember what the sixth <laughs> level is. All right. It was very rad. Um, <laughs> good, good job, and, Grandpa's. Yeah. And then lastly, Grandpa's. Mm. Hang on a second. I had it written um, down somewhere. Sure. Uh, last game that we got to see, which uh, you weren't at this demo, but I was, uh, we got uh, basically a really, I think it was like 10 or 12 minute hands-on with Fantasy Life. Mm-hmm. Or at least Nintendo was sort of driving. Mm-hmm. And we have a video on the site where you can sort of get a taste of just how this game works, how this game looks. Very open-ended, very different. Um, made by Level 5, in case you haven't heard about it. This thing came out in Japan, I want to say a year, year and a half ago. Um, and... You know, they uh, you can sort of choose a, a lifestyle, a job, essentially, mm-hmm. and then you get quests in that job style, and you can switch jobs whenever you want. Some quests, some quests. My understanding is you have to change jobs in order to complete them. Mm-hmm. So you may have to start out doing one thing as one job, and then finish as something else. You can live as a cook. I think when we played, it was a blacksmith of some type. I'm trying to remember, uh, but it was it was just fun. It had a fun, cool world. It, it's online multiplayer. So, I think that's super rad. So they've. To give people an idea, is it like Nino Kuni level five material? Is it more like, uh, you know, what what does it look like? Uh, I want to go as far as yeah. Nino Kuni, but it is really, really uh, cartoon, like good looking graphics, like yeah. cartoony stylized visuals. Just not like Nino Kuni was like that the Ghib- extreme yeah. of that. It's that Ghibli level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we don't get that Ghibli level on <laughs> right. DS right now. <laughs> but uh, if you've seen, um, I'm trying to think what game we could compare it to. I guess it, almost in the style of Pokemon X and Y, okay. you can almost say, but that's yeah, a bit yeah. cel-shaded, I would say. That might be too cel-shaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, regardless, you know, it's a cool video. You should check that out on the site. And the game looks rad. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to spend a lot of time with it, but I think someone who is going to enjoy switching jobs and jumping into that ty- type of an RPG is really going to yeah, enjoy Yeah, I it. like its weird melding of like a high fantasy RPG with... Animal Crossing or Tomodachi. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah. Also, I'm going insane that I can't think of the sixth Captain Toad level. You really are. I, in my I head, I've been thinking about it. it. Yeah. I wrote we'll it be down. Back I'm next going week. over next every week. type of setting in my mind in a Mario <laughs> Ice game. Ice world, palm trees, desert. No, I know. It's none of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was something else. I can't remember candy. either. It was good, though. Right. I remember that great. much. It was Might so good. <laughs> well, no, thanks for preparing this for us. Well, that's because there was a Bayonetta Direct, and um, we're going to talk about it in a second, or at least a little bit about it. What do you think the sixth level was? Sound off in the comments mm-hmm. below. Oh. <laughs> By the way, everybody always says comments below. I don't. Someday, I'm, I don't. I'm just going to ask me. our product team to just move the comments to the right just to screw everybody no. over forever. That's I actually yeah, correct people, yeah. because I've heard the Per Schneider way is only say, leave a comment. Don't ever say, leave a comment below, because what if they move? I know. I I like to plan for the future. You do. All right. And with that, the future is here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Bayonetta 2 and a bunch of news. Jose Otero here, joined by Per Schneider and Marty Sleva. Hey, morning. Guys, the Bayonetta 2 Direct just happened. I don't yeah. know if you watched it, but oh man, looks good. I'd- really happy Nintendo is committing to this franchise in terms of preparing and putting together a half-hour presentation mm-hmm. on why you should play this game. So this is like Mighty Number no. 9, right? Where you're, like, it's... Uh- 
like it's kind of Herp? like you get better and better at what you're doing. You're stringing together combos. Like oh, that's the level yeah. of that's how you enjoy this game. Yes. Yeah. The original okay. Bayonetta was the secret sequel to Devil May Cry. The original, which was directed by Hideki Kamiya, at least in my mind, mm-hmm. it was because mm-hmm. it had so much uh, similarities to it, and it completely blew the doors off of the, sort of that style of game. But it is a 3D action game. Not a 2D action game like Mighty Number no. Nine, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, they prepared uh, for this direct like story, uh, how the how the moves work, how climaxes work, how mm-hmm. all of these you know the torture attacks, everything. Um, I have to applaud them for that because I just feel like at a glance with Bayonetta, and I know some people will be upset that I say this, but none of that you don't absorb any of that at a glance with Bayonetta. I feel like you do need some kind of a of a video sort of talking to at least sure. some people explaining what these mm-hmm. things are. What is the number in which? What is a, a or a Lumen Sage, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, and that's uh, one of the things I like most about this uh, uh, Nintendo Directs is that it's show, don't tell. I mean, show and tell, I guess, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Some people worry they show too much, but go ahead. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I thought they did that with Mario 3D World. I thought mm-hmm. they showed way too much before that game came out. Mm-hmm. Um you remember that when they showed like the, the yeah they yeah, showed like the train levels and all the bonus stuff and I was like what are you doing Nintendo yeah. keep something in your back yeah. pocket um, <laughs> yeah but I think with a game like Bayonetta they need to like Mario sort of had that built in audience people are excited and with Bayonetta they they have those of us who are really excited for it and then the rest they have to sort of convince mm-hmm. and I hope this direct you know help do that what, what were some of the big things did they I, announce any new costumes by oh, the way I'm in the convinced camp like yeah, I, I know, no no I'm not convinced I'm like what? I'm in the camp that needs to be convinced oh. well there's just a lot to play right and mm-hmm. that sure. that kind of fall. game that kind of gameplay style is not my favorite that's yeah. not my favorite game to play I, I never enjoyed Devil May Cry either I'm not a huge fan of God of War any of sure. the, the kind of you know Beat it, beat him up. Success. He likes, he likes cars. He, he likes, likes racing. Yeah, he likes, I like cars. He, he like, like I adven- no, I like adventures, and I like yeah. taking my time. Like I don't mm-hmm. like to be under constant pressure like that. Okay. I told you, I you don't like. Time I don't like running from zombies either. I want them to. You run don't from run me. from zombies. Everything in Bayonetta no. is afraid no, of I'm you. No, I'm just saying that's <laughs> like that's how those games work. You would um, love it. It's so, a power trip. But but I'm gonna keep an open mind, and okay. I'm I'm definitely gonna try try it out and play it. Okay, so they did announce uh, a couple things. Uh, Not everything was newsworthy, but here's a few things. So the special Nintendo-themed costumes, which they revealed at E3 that were in Bayonetta 1. Creepy looking. Are also in Bayonetta 2. That's the point, though. I feel like that is totally 100%. It's cosplay. It's weird cosplay. It's weird cosplay. And uh, so they showed all the costumes that will be in the game. And it is uh, a Peach-themed one, a uh, Daisy-themed one, a Link, a Samus, and for the Bayonetta 2, so those are all in Bayonetta yep. 1 and Bayonetta 2. The last one uh, is Star Fox, a Star Fox-themed <laughs> outfit. Like Fox himself? Fox, Fox himself. himself. I think the guns look like our wings, if I, if I oh, heard no. it right. Um, I think it's rad. Like, it is uh, Nintendo fan service. It's got more uh, than just costumes, too. So if you're dressed up as Link, uh, enemies sometimes drop rupees. <laughs> or you get that uh, the Zelda jingle. Yeah. Like, you open the chest mm-hmm. or something. Sure, sure. If you did a cool combo. or I, I, like, I forgot. If you found a secret. I like actually, the idea that, that as Fox, your executions are like Slippy comes out and just devours <laughs> an, an enemy whole. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That would be... No, they're not... There is a frog. There is a <laughs> I know. That's one of, one of the things was there was like a giant frightening toad. So oh, God. I hope not. Now I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, I hope not. Um, they, they've got cool fan servers. The Bowser fists are my favorite, although you're not going to see Bowser come out and eat something. Sure. But uh, it is cool that you see sort of his hands come out instead if you play as uh, Daisy or as Peach. How do you guys feel about the crossover? Like, I, I'll tell you, tell you right away. I, I like it, and I don't mind it that there's so much of it. I enjoy the, the crossover integrations, but do you think they'll get to a point where having Link and Mario items in a game is no longer special because there's so many games that do so it now. Because there's so many that are doing it. Because that's, that's like, that's a lot, right? We just came off the announcement uh, from Mario Kart having mm-hmm. Animal Crossing and F-Zero. But that's a different kind of integration, Link, I right? feel, right? Because with Mario Kart, that is Nintendo's universe, whereas this yeah. is something completely different. This is cosplay, yeah. essentially, right? So I don't know if uh, I would consider them the same, is I guess what I'm trying okay. to say. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's a little bit the Smash Brothers vacation of, of sure. Nintendo other published games, games yeah, right? Other it, games yeah. it's, it's really interesting. I'm just curious to see where it goes, whether there will be fatigue and players are like, ah, you know, like it's kind of like every every game now has it and therefore it's no longer special. Or if it's just because they they 
do such a unique take on it. I mean, the integration in Bayonetta is completely crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it will feel very different and unique in every game. I think they're going to lean on it because I think that it's it's one of those fun holdovers I feel that they experimented with in the GameCube era where, like, in NBA Street Volume 3, you had a Mushroom Kingdom team of Mario, yeah. Luigi, and Princess Peach. Peach. Yeah. And it was it's just sort of a fun thing to give Nintendo fans or people who, you know, are supporting that platform. I almost feel like... Yeah, they could run the risk of it not being special anymore, mm -hmm. but I think for at least the near future, it's okay. And sure. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I mean, except with with some you know caveats, right? Yeah. Like don't mm -hmm. don't do something that would completely betray a character, which they won't do. Yeah, that's interesting because like one of the earlier examples I can think of was Soul Calibur Two when yeah. it was in it, and yeah, that right. was like. Oh my god! Yeah, and that was like that was why I bought the GameCube version, despite yeah. the fact that I owned an Xbox and a PS2. Um, whereas now, like. You know, I am excited for Bayonetta 2, and I'm going to get Bayonetta 2, but if I wasn't, just the inclusion of these wouldn't be enough yeah. for me. Um, sort of, I guess, the same thing. Whereas Hyrule Warriors is more of, that's going all in. That's not just like a cute little peppering. That is, <laughs> holy crap, this is yeah, Zelda We just stuff. turned Dynasty yeah. Warriors into Zelda. Have at it. Yeah, yeah that's like that's like a dinosaur um, planet, and, you know, like the Star Foxification of Dinosaur Planet is like Hyrule Warriors. It's like Dynasty Warriors now with Zelda. Yeah. Sure, right? sure. Um, that's different. Like, they're theming the entire game. But I, I think it's really interesting. I'm, I'd love to see where they take this. Man, you know, Dinosaur what they, Planet. What they're doing with uh, <laughs> what they're doing with Mario Kart is just awesome. I really yep. like it. Yeah. Um, so just last thing quickly that they announced as part of this direct was that uh, Rodin Rodan I think mm -hmm. is how to say his name. The sculptor. Uh, he's a playable. No, the the dude who runs the bar. Oh yeah. He's a playable oh. character uh, in the multiplayer the tag climax mode, and they showed it off for the first time in that direct too. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely you should check that out if you haven't seen it already. They also explained how buying this game digitally will work because remember when you buy the retail copy, you are getting Bayonetta two and Bayonetta Bayonetta one, and if you buy it on either one on the eShop, basically mm -hmm. it discounts. The other uh, is ah, what they explained. So yeah, they're just kind of walking people through that That's stuff. That's cool. Are we getting fancy special editions here? Uh, I don't think so. The UK one looks awesome. The first uh, edition, the yeah. first yeah. The, oh yeah. The tome thing, it looks really cool. Mm, I don't know. I'm not really a special editions guy, but if you think it's cool, I oh, believe I'm you. Bug. Yeah. He's just jealous because yeah. he doesn't have one. Yeah, <laughs> special edition. I'll, be, I'll make friends in Europe. Do you, you watch yeah. me? Do you, um, <laughs> do you, are you do, when you don't get games, you know sent to you or anything do I don't you buy, buy special editions I only bought the treasure the premium box edition of Hyrule Warriors for us to unbox it in the okay. office I don't but do you buy digital do, usual, uh, I, I usually I buy digital yeah. usually or I just buy the game itself I'm not into tchotchkes anymore maybe I'm just weird that way but I have hit a point where I if I'm not gonna buy I feel like the stuff that comes packed in is never usually at the quality I want it I'd rather buy like a really expensive statue and go all in than get something that usually comes with the game yeah, That's yeah I'm the feeling. same way I still buy physical though I, for me, it's a mix sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. when when I have mo I have multiple consoles mm -hmm. in the house, so sometimes I buy the physical just because it's easier to then sure, hand it sure. to a kid and say, yeah, go yeah, play yeah. it upstairs. Yeah. But, like, I really like the convenience of just having all the games on the machine and being able to just, yeah. without switching discs. I like that convenience on handhelds because I travel a lot. That's so having, really nice. you know, 3DS and Vita. Yeah, I'm done with cartridges. Um, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, still at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't have kids. I don't have to worry about that. That's right. If you want some, I can give you some. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll work it out. If we have Not three, welcome. So, <laughs> 28, uh, here we go. Uh, so, next one. Uh, Square Enix is considering Dragon Quest VII's localization. Still. So, an interview with uh, Silicon Era, mobile producer Noriyoshi uh, Fujimoto said, in terms of Dragon Quest VII, it has a lot of text to go through and translate, and we've received so many requests and so much positive feedback about the game, but unfortunately, we have to consider the cost and the manpower needed to handle the sheer load of text. Give me a break. In terms of scenario <laughs> and script, the game is probably one of the largest in, Dragon Quest, in the Dragon Quest franchise. If a lot of people can buy it and support it, uh, well, we can't promise anything. <laughs> I don't know Give about this answer. Give me a break. I don't know yeah. about this answer. How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. We cannot localize the third Hunger Games book because it's much thicker than the <laughs> last two. And, like, it's going to take a lot of characters to yeah. print in Japan. No, that's lame. That is lame. Uh, there, there are some difficulties with translating Japanese games because English language takes up more space. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so it is more complicated. Sometimes it has an impact on the on the cartridge size. So yeah. you actually have to upgrade it. So there, there's definitely something to it. But give me a break. Dragon Quest is mishandled as a franchise mm -hmm. when it comes to the international market. If Bravely Default can succeed in the U.S., Dragon Quest can succeed yep. in the U.S. It's just... It's irritating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, it is just really get irritating. it done. Yeah, Jesus, man, just, you know it's a bummer too because I don't want all these games going to iOS. 
No, and that's what's happening right now. The the mobile producer who was at PAX uh, taking meetings, they were showing off Dragon Quest IV, which just got ported, and Dragon Quest Mm VIII, which also got ported. Both running on Unity, both running on mobile devices, I think Android and iOS, Mm -hmm. or just iOS. At least that's what they had at the place. And uh, this is just another... Sad story of, you know, these companies see a bigger opportunity on mobile because mobile devices are everywhere. Yep. It's the same with, I mean, it's the same with Mother Mother 3 and Earthbound. It's like, there is no excuse. There really is no excuse. It is not that expensive to localize these also, games. Also, Mother 3 is already localized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, we and can't get it for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's just a- annoying. And I feel like this Tomato. is an example where a company's uh, vision is severely lacking. Sure. Um, Bravely Default is a great example where a game that has a horrible name. Awful Really terrible ma- name that it felt like it was impossible to market, but it's a good, good software. Yeah, that it that prevails and that works, and there's an audience for it. We know people play RPGs. Dragon Quest is a known franchise. People have heard about it, whether they've ever played it, they've heard about it from their friends. That yep. this is kind of you know invented a, a genre, and it's like remember when Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest were going toe to toe because it was different companies. Now it's in the same company. These guys should know better. No, yeah, they should. I agree. I totally agree with that. Great. Uh, so next story, <laughs> this one, I'm. Uh, we should have known. New Nintendo 3DS and 3DS XL is, in fact, region locked. Yep. We found out the scoop. Uh, Nintendo representative told us, situation will be exactly the same as the current family of Nintendo 3DS systems. The DSi, uh, and just for context, the DSi launched in the West in 2009, and that was the first region locked handheld. Prior to that, DS Lite was not. This might be because of the eShop, and it might not. What do you think? If they didn't want to region lock it, they didn't have to region yeah. lock it, right? Like Sony's response to like fans saying, "Why do you why why can't we have a region free device?" Um, is th- the best example that it's not there. There are ways around implications of like you know uh, trade differences, you know sales and licensing issues. Mm-hmm. There are easy ways around it. Sure. It's not the hardware manufacturer's job to lock people out artificially. It's a small portion of the market that imports it. Maybe Nintendo is worried about piracy. Maybe they they're very worried about games that are being released early in one territory leaking easily and being well, yeah, distributed. Because the, cause the you know. solution would be that it should play any cartridge, but yeah. the eShop is locked. Like you can't sure. wander into the Japanese yeah. eShop or the European eShop it, to buy a game. That's what makes sense to me because even the region lo- unlocking situation on Vita, don't you have to like reset the I, system to go to the Japan store and sure. yeah. do a whole bunch yeah. of like rigmarole, have another memory card? Like it's not easy yeah, to it, do. It, it just yeah. is. There's no compelling reason I think for Nintendo to not region lock it. Right? Also, like, I, is iOS region locked? Sorry, just last thing I want to toss out. Well, there. no, certain games you can't buy here. Yeah, there are certain the things store. where we needed yeah. to like make a Japanese account in order yeah. to. Okay. And we needed to like use Japanese money or a Japanese gift card. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just putting out there for context because yeah. I feel like every time the region lock discussion comes up, I almost feel like the digital side of this mm-hmm. where it is kind of a pain in the ass to do is not brought up if you could get to the download you could download it on ios but the issue is i mean it doesn't use physical cartridges sure. like the 3ds mm-hmm. no i mean they, they you know I, I don't know it it it's stupid i wish games were not region sure. locked but that's a it, i'm just being that's just about me right i yeah. want to be Same able here. to import games easily and you know Nintendo doesn't really care about me specifically as being part of a small group of people that would actually utilize yeah. this. As a matter of fact, they would love it if I didn't do that, right? And so why should they change? So sure. are we surprised by this? Nah, no. I wasn't. Yeah. I was I was surprised when the rumor came out that it wasn't going to be locked. And I, I was yeah, like, I thought that, that was a little, sound right at I all. thought that was a little uh, dishonest yeah, so, yeah, when that was getting thrown around yeah, like, and everyone jumped on that bandwagon. It's yeah. a good... I mean, like, uh, if if Nintendo ever wants to do another, hey, we're all about the gamers initiative, then removing region lock is is a smart yeah. move to yeah, do. Yeah, it's definitely. It does, it's not something that the, doesn't necessarily mean this is what they're going to be like for the rest of time. Let's yeah, because the downside there are very few downsides to actually not having your system region locked. It's yeah. kind of silly. Um, okay, but it's expected. And you know what? If you really are that hardcore into the Japanese gaming scene that you can actually buy these games from Japan and read them, then you know maybe you have a couple of bucks for a Japanese 3DS to mm-hmm. uh, to import one. Um, there's it's a terrible always, consolation prize. I know, but they're always but awesome. At, at the very least, they're awesome special editions in other countries. I had, I had a European GBA for mm-hmm. you know the Zelda edition uh, SP, and I have the you know Game Boy Micro from Japan. Yeah. Like it's nice to have these now after the fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, next story. 
Hyrule Warriors will have a demo available at retail. Uh, so if you go to an official site online, you can basically check and check if your retailer has it. These are GameStops and Best, Best Buy locations. Um, this game comes out September 26th. So if you're curious about Hyrule Warriors and you want to see a little bit more about it, you should definitely make the effort. Retailer demos are so weird. They just remind me of the 90s. They do. Like yeah. I remember playing Donkey Kong Country at Best Buy mm-hmm. on like a Thanks. giant massive screen. Mario 64 at Toys R Us when Mario said, thank you for playing Mario 64. Who's next? It's, I'm, it's like, I'm next, good. Mario. I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> I think it's a good reminder, though, how broad gaming is. Sure. You know, like there, there are people who are in tune with every piece of media that gets posted about a game. And then people who have no idea that game exists. Yeah, they just and walk like, into a store and they'll be like, oh, They will keep going to Best Buy going like, like what the hell? Is this a new Zelda? Zelda? Right? Yeah. Like new Zelda game. Yeah, like, yeah. this reminds me of Dynasty. Warriors, yeah. <laughs> you know, sure, um, sure. but it's also I think it's great for anyone who's on the fence and and has never played a Dynasty Warriors game mm-hmm. before and wants to see what a mashup with the Zelda universe looks like. This is your chance to try it out and see if you like it. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's one of those games where if you like the first ten minutes you play it, you'll probably like the rest of it. Yeah, I think it's it's a game that you have very, to really like the first ten. Minutes. I think the very <laughs> I think the the first ten minutes you spend with the game will be. Will inform what the rest of your time is going to be yeah. with the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are fans who are really passionate about that for the mm-hmm. you know Dynasty Warriors well, franchise. I, I will put out there though, the first ten minutes do sort of sell how combat works, but a lot of the extra characters, the playable mm-hmm. characters, unlock over time mm-hmm. by playing campaigns. Yeah. So if you see a roster, uh, if you see the roster and there are people on there, you definitely want to play as. Also, keep that in the back of your head. I've said it before. Sheik's my favorite part of that game. Like it is so really? much fun to so control you, and play. You've played I the Japanese version it. a bunch. Okay, I finished. And wh- what do you think? He's a Hyrule warrior. Um, what do you think of the Japanese version? <laughs> Without, I mean, I'm not putting a score on it or anything. Uh, just talking about Terminator <laughs> Corner. Wow, I know, right? Uh, I, I so. It, it's kind of tough to to jump into an explanation of this. Oh, Tara, do you like it, or you don't, or do well, you not? That's like what it? I've been struggling with. I cannot tell. I think I like it. So, right? do you think it's I better? Think the, the Zelda fan service is top notch. Okay. This game, and I, I think I've said this before on this podcast, but you were in the room. This game bows at the altar of everything Zelda and goes, "Yes, absolutely. That's we what will I do. Make this as reverent as possible to." the world that we are trying to sort of take these ideas from. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it is still very Dynasty Warriors, though, where you are... Well, the mindset of a Dynasty Warriors game is that, that was, you are that the was a hero. shoe dropping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, you are the hero that can change the tide of battle, and you need to go where they need You're to. You're Sauron. Yeah, you are the one who, when you show up, everything's going down, and you are the guy who will turn the tide in favor of... of uh, you know, to win the campaign or whatever. Um, and I think in that respect, it's fine. I think the fan service is great. I think the, the characters that they have and the roster they have is actually really good. And they have a, an interesting story to tell. Like, at first glance, you look at this and don't expect it to have sort of a Zelda-type storyline. Mm-hmm. And it actually does. That's cool. Without going any So further. 7.2. Yeah. I'm not putting a number 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 100 yeah. out of 1. And the character customization is also decent. I okay. just, I, I kind of stumbled into this because it's been, you know, I haven't played in a little bit. Uh, we've been traveling and whatnot. But I think it's okay is okay. what I'm saying right now. And, uh, you know, I got to give it more thought. <laughs> Before I put a number on it, right. pair. No, I'm just curious because, like, when it was announced, you were very vocal on the fact uh, on the do not yeah, want side, rep- right? Well, I was saying these are repetitive games. I'm not sure I, I want this. Oh yeah, he was on the I don't want this. Yeah, side, clearly. And I, I said, children, been. let's keep an open mind. Well, and, then, and then you switch sides. No, you were like, I mean, oh, they've shown me everything, and right. I don't know if I'm gonna like. But this. then we saw Captain Toad, and we realized that's all we want. Especially that sixth level. No, but I'm, I, and then when you finally got to play it, you said, "Hey, it's actually better than I expected," which is great. That's it's good to hear. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're knocked off your socks and you're saying this is the most amazing That's game. That's what I'm trying and to say. These are not saying it's a Zelda game, but it sounds to me like I should play it because I love the Zelda universe, and so all that fan service makes it worth it yeah. for me. Oh, I'm playing as Ganon. Oh man, let me tell you, like that's actually kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm running around like that. Ganon or Ganondorf? Uh, I think it's Ganondorf. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, you see cool. the hair. All yeah. right. So next story is that there is a big Super Smash Brothers related sale happening on the eShop right now, up to thirty three percent off of games with Smash Brothers related characters. If you're curious what games they are, uh, check out on the site. There is an article called "This Week in the eShop." It's written by a uh, really cool freelancer Neil Ronahan. And you can check out. Uh, I'll read some of the games here. I was going to say, isn't that every game? Yeah, seriously. Uh, so <laughs> it's four weeks long. 
and they've got so this week's featured fighters are Mario, Bowser, Peach, and Luigi. So a bunch of Mario games are on sale right now. Oh, that's cool. 3D Land is twenty bucks right now in the eShop. Oh man, yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, and actually, all these are good. Super Mario Bros. Three, New Super Mario Bros. U, Super Mario Brothers Two, Super Mario Brothers Three for 3DS. Ah, you're paying them separate. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Super Mario Brothers Two. Uh, also, whoops, Yoshi, Little Mac, and Rosalina. So there are also sales related to those games. Uh, 3D World, Super Mario 3D World is $40 right now. It's not bad if you're trying to buy a Good digital. It. That's cool, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is great. Good to see them actually yeah. do these do themed yeah. sales. More if I didn't already own all of these games, I would have picked one yeah. up. So Where's... September 11th is the last day for, these, for this set. And then September 12th, they start week two. And you'll see what games go on sale then. Yeah, yes. Beat that Earthbound on sale. Get that Earthbound on sale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. And, and translate the other one. Yep. Hmm. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we have a question block segment just for you. Four questions, three people, four minutes. More when we return. Three, four, three. Don't Stop it. That right. Four, three, four. Four, three, four. Oh, my God. You're stepping on my outro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Jose Otero, joined by Per Schneider and Marty Sleva. Hey. And this is the question block. So, four minutes, or we're gonna try. Let me get my timer. You know how this works. We do this all the time. Wait, do you have a, did you make a noise? Do we get a noise at the end of it? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna change it one week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. yeah, that's if I don't turn off the timer. Mario. All right. Mario. First question comes from Scott in Minneapolis, and he says. Do you think Nintendo will ever remake any of the classic 2D Mario games? He's talking specifically Mario 1, 2, 3, or World. Keeping the physics and gameplay the same, but recreating the graphics in HD with 3D models similar to the new Super Mario Bros. series. Or do you think that future Mario Maker games will make recreating these games possible slash inevitable? Go. I was just going to say, Mario Maker does that, right? Like, yeah. it lets you switch the, the tile set to look like the new Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. games. Um, uh, will they do an HD version of those classics? I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like when, when they actually embark on doing something like that, they actually create new levels sure. and they do something sure. different. I, I have a feeling no, but, you know, when it's anniversary time and you get a package of all the Mario games and it's Mario Anthology, then probably they'll do it. Yeah. I mean, Mario All-Stars was sort of already Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that being said, uh, I consider a lot of those games sacred, but I would welcome a... Welcome, welcome, and oh my HD. God. But the, the the games are so timeless, right? Yeah, like there I mean, are there are games that get the HD upres makes a huge sure, difference, sure. right? Wind Waker looks yeah. absolutely gorgeous yep, yep, in yep. HD. Mario will look like Mario still. Like yeah. it's it's just so perfect. Mario World is still a stunning game. I would yeah. much rather have them, you know, spend time on Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine. I agree. Mario yeah. Sunshine especially. Mm-hmm. Those are games specifically yeah. that if they remade them, I would have a bit more interest. But I yeah. will say that it kind of strikes me as strange that on the Nintendo side, you do hear, at least from hardcore fans, they want HD remakes of certain games or like sort of an update to classic games. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like on the other side with uh, at least what I hear from folks who either have uh, Sony or Microsoft platforms, they just feel like they're done with HD remakes because there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, And and the games Um, are more recent. weird... Yeah, and they are much more recent games. But maybe that's the reason why they're... they're, I I just... I feel like there's sort of a tiredness to an HD remake right now. That's a good point. It's not the case, though, with a Halo, right? Where, like, you're playing this online game and you you have no way to play some of the old levels now, online multiplayer. And so that game, uh, making... The Halo Master Chief Collection, you're actually getting access to a game that you wouldn't have played online. In sure, the, you'll, you, yeah. you're playing Halo 1 and you've never been able to play that online. Yeah. Also, these games span the last you know, 12, 13, 14 yeah. years, and there's so much game in there. That but is I, like the Mario All-Stars over time. But I mean, if you go back to early Super NES days, there are definitely some games like if somebody did a Super Metroid remake and HD beautiful with lighting, atmospheric graphics, all that kind of stuff, that would be killer. I think people would be really happy um, and that's long ago, right? That's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Whereas like some of the most iconic play- PlayStation games, um, at least first party or Xbox games, are fairly recent still. Yeah, I want Blasto HD. Remember Blasto? No, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah that's funny. 
Uh, you want Bubsy 3D See, I'm, too. I'm also torn on, on remakes right now because I feel like <clears throat> I've bought enough remakes in my time from mm. DS Lite to now. Mm-hmm. I bought, for example, Chrono Trigger on DS Lite, yeah. I believe it was. Super excited, never went back to really play it. I bought a lot of other HD yeah. remakes for classic games, and I feel like I'd rather have something new. Granted, I do agree with what you just said a moment ago that Mario Maker will make the remade versions of some of those games possible, but if it was a standalone product of just a remade game, I don't think I'd want it as much as... So I think the, it's not an either-or, though. Like, saying I'd rather have a new game means the guys who are really good at making these games have to work for three years to make a new game. Whereas an HD remake, you can use a... And no offense, man, to, to developers porting those games, but you can use a developer... Any developer at changing yeah. the original code and upgrading the graphics yeah, but that and so costs, forth. But there's a budget associated with that, sure, right? Sure, but you make it hu- back easily. Sure, but, yeah. if, but if that budget isn't huge, if you're not trying to, to shoot for the moon for certain things, there's always something that I feel doesn't get updated in that process. I feel we saw that a little bit with Ocarina of Time 3D. I think we saw that a little bit also with Combat Evolved uh, Anniversary, mm-hmm. where you know it's a visual facelift, but a lot of these systems are old, and you have to kind of slip back into old skin to be able to play them. And I don't know if that really jives for everything. It jives for some things yeah yeah, yeah. okay enough time i mean there were there, there were places in the story and they did fix some of the things mm-hmm. right like there were certain areas where like you didn't know what to do next and they sure. kind of helped you in Ocarina of Time and it sure. took them a little bit longer to do that but I think there are amazing games like Banjo-Kazooie that nobody will ever play uh, look at him smiling uh, now Marty is there yeah, but, like, I was falling asleep <laughs> if, if a company other than Rare because they changed yeah. the models to look atrocious now yep, yep, yep. another company were to upgrade that it could be so and good did. Huh? I mean okay. well I guess the 360 version doesn't look gorgeous no. gong moving on Sergio Gomez asks, hello. Awesome name. That's a mega yes. name. That's so good. Uh, hello, MVC. I watched the Closer Look at New 3DS video, which we pimped out earlier. Uh, and it struck me how the layout of the New 3DS is so similar to the Wii U gamepad, home button, analog sticks, all that. Pear mentioned the possibility of console ports, but could this actually be a step towards unifying the two platforms? Is it possible that the new 3DS could function as a second gamepad to allow a third screen, or perhaps uh, Nintendo will indeed offer a Wii U without a gamepad for new 3DS owners? What are your thoughts? Keep up the great work. First of all, I don't think Wii U will ever come without a gamepad. We've had this discussion multiple times on the show, and uh, I really think that gamepad is an important part of Wii U's vision. That said, at E3, we did ask Miyamoto and did point out, hey, through most of your home consoles, at least your last two home consoles have had some sort of connectivity with your portables. With 3DS, we're not seeing as many. Hmm. Very few examples. One of them being Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Had like a local multiplayer for anyone who was playing on a 3DS. Um, I don't know if it is about bringing the two platforms closer together. I mean, it really... It's hard to really tell in my camp. I think it is and it isn't. I think it is a step towards having uniform UI across the mm-hmm. different machines so that maybe when the Wii U successor arrives, it is just this one system. It's not uniform. It, they've right? got folders on 3DS. There aren't no folders. No, no. I mean like the, the layout of the controllers and everything. Oh, like the in buttons. that sense, yeah. But we talked about that. In that I video. think if this was meant as a second gamepad for your Wii U or as a first even, they would have named it 3DS U or something stupid yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. They would have tied the brands in a little bit more closely. But it's an awesome idea. I mean, I'd love that, right? Yeah. Like, I do feel like the gamepad is a little big sometimes, mm-hmm. and I would totally prefer to play with the. I'd love to try 3DS. Splatoon yeah. with like people playing on like other 3DSs, maybe. Yeah. Like if they're in the house, I yeah, think that could be, be cool. Do, yeah, yeah you were saying the other day you played online multiplayer Diablo three with yes. someone who's right next to you on a Vita. Vita. And I was like, we're in the future. Wait a second. Uh, oh. I was playing Diablo 3 on my console. He was playing through remote play on his Vita to his house. He lives in the Sunset. I live over where I live. And we were playing fine. He was playing his PS4 at yeah. his house through the Vita at your house. Yeah. yeah. That is the future. That, that is the future. future. Yeah. That, that is cool, awesome. And then, a, and then a Roomba and came so, by and cleaned up all the dirt. So he never blocked your view by bringing up the damn menus and yeah. all that. That's no, great. It, it was, it was the, a really rad experience. Dyson Roomba. Way of the future. Dyson the announced Roomba. a robot yeah. uh, vacuum cleaner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't, that's our next off question. Topic. That's our next o- question. Off topic. Sorry. So anyway. I don't have um, any carpet, so I'm not going to get it. But I'll get one for Jose. You waste my time again. We've got to kill. I don't know if we have two more minutes. I feel like we... Is, that have we answered so it? Yeah. Yeah. So the Dyson. Yeah. Um, I, you don't have any carpets? No. You think, I, you think I'm uh, kidding? We have I will, I will throw this audio out. Come okay. on. So that's it. Are we done? Yes. Let's, let's finish. Yes, don't yeah. don't waste time. Come Sorry. on. 
All right, it's cool. Nintendo made a it's vacuum. Like You'd purple. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would like not the Luigi vacuum. Like, yeah, oh well, yeah. yeah. What loyal about this vacuum? <laughs> loyal listener Jonathan of Wyoming asks. I swear, I'm gonna hate you both after yeah. this episode. <laughs> I know Nintendo is really putting a lot of faith in Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. So when I saw the new 3DS, Smash Brothers Amiibo, and the new 3DS control scheme, and the fast processors, processor, it all seemed to work perfectly uh, in their scheme to sell more Wii U's. Or at least that's his thought. Imagine this, a 3DS that is now powerful enough to run a game like Smash Brothers without a frame loss in 3D. Uh, as I remember, okay, I've got to get to the question. This is really long. All right, I should just read this whole thing. The Wii U doesn't support two <laughs> tablets, but it could support multiple 3DS systems. And with Amiibo support added, your buddy comes over with his new 3DS Amiibo figure and a copy of Smash 3DS. He uses his 3DS as a remote, as a Wii U remote similar to my tablet, pop down his Amiibo, and it's just like that. The very amiibo he built on his 3DS version of the game. Does this sound crazy or ambitious or a move for Nintendo to consider? I really feel like this is their comeback move to sell Wii U's. I don't agree. I think Wii U and 3DS, uh, I mean, excuse me, yeah, Wii U and 3DS, it, they have not shown any reason to believe that they're trying to connect the two platforms yet. And until they do, I'm not going to yeah, pretend. Sure. I mean, it's something I want to see, but it's not something that I think is happening behind the scenes yet. Mm -hmm. I think they would be a little more open about it, I think. And this kind of ties into our last question a little bit. Yeah, I think it's too complicated. Like, if you, you know, think about it, you understand what you just wrote, and we understand what you mean by it. And yeah, it would be awesome if I didn't have to put my Amiibo on the main gamepad to scan it for this game sure, for multiplayer, sure. right? Like, I could just sync and connect and do it that way. But think about, like, the general public, will they understand it? Will they get confused? Yeah, Wait, I need the 3DS, that? I yeah. need this figure, I need that, right? Like, it gets too complicated. I think that's too risky with a machine that's still new and that they're still trying to struggle to sure. explain to people, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think the point of new 3DS is also the convenience. Yes, yeah. there's extra processing speed, and yes, there's new Wi-Fi protocols and fancy C-sticks, but at the end of the day, this thing has Amiibo built in. You don't need to carry around a, a, a little whatever the little base stand is that's going to be to scan um, Amiibo into these games. Like, you have everything built into one convenient device, and I think mm -hmm. that's overall the point of this upgrade. Yeah. It is to streamline and make it a little better. They didn't change the battery life, by the way. What is up with uh, that? Like, battery life should be a thing that with every hardware iteration should get a change. Agree. It should be something that's Agree. better. Well, that's because Tesla hasn't built the new battery factories for 3DS yet. I so guess not. Wait for that. But no, but it is disappointing. I agree yeah. with you. I mean, I, it's the battery life is not that generous, especially not yeah. on the small unit. Um, I wish they had upgraded that. Yeah. yeah, And I know we all want to live in that world where everything is cross by and you buy you know and everything is linked together and that what we do in the 3DS version of Smash mm -hmm. reflects what we could do in the Wii U version of Smash and the characters can speak to each other um, and that's all well and good but yeah I don't think that's what this move is but I mean yet. we did figure it out when we had to buy link cables and we had to connect all of these crazy things like Four Swords Adventures or things like that I'm, I'm just you saying say we. I think it's a very small, small. Wii on that. there's a very small yeah, Wii on that very small Wii you think so that. not a lot of, I'm the only person of my pre-games industry circle who did that really i yeah. i did that and and it's and just it in was so then. such a fussy system yep. where you you couldn't charge your game boy when it was hooked up mm -hmm. so if you ran out of battery your game would be under interrupted yeah. oh and for it, the sp this is awful like yeah. Yeah. yeah okay it didn't work well all right um, understood great game though yeah fun yeah it is all right so let's end that one there next question is last question actually comes from uh username j underscore smash hi j smash j smash Smashing Jays. So I actually cut out most of this to get straight to the question. What other crossovers would you like to see make it into Mario Kart 8? Good the question, Nintendo Jay. fanboy in me sprung into action and compiled a list of other racers. And Ooh. he gives us a link here in a blog, but, uh, I mean, we'll put it in the show notes. Read maybe. the URL. <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading the URL. But, uh, yeah, what, what do we think? What other cro Nintendo crossovers, or even go outside Nintendo, I don't know. What other characters would you like to see in there? I want to see Nestor. On Nestor in that from game. From Howard and Nestor. Yeah. And okay. from Pilot Wings. Classic. I want to see Nestor. Was Ness. that the same Nestor? I forget. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. I want to see Ness yeah. from Earthbound. Um, I think Samus could eventually make her way in there. Flink could get in there. Samus can get in there. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty good. I mean, it's. I could read his list, by the way. I'm yeah, going to do him so a favor. So, you, Jay Smash. You guys, you guys can look up Jay Smash's blog. Just type IGN yeah. blogs, J underscore Smash. But and I'm going to read his list because let, let's do him the, the favor. So, Captain Falcon, no great brainer. choice. 
Ma- Fox McCloud, good choice. No brainer. Uh, Mr. Game and Watch, that would be kind of funny. That'd actually. be weird Ray if he was too deep. Game and Watch Ray's level would be and he, terrifying. And he rings oh a God. bell at you when he passes by, like Ooh. that that annoying bell he has in a. In this a seems like he picked all the Smash Brothers yeah, characters. He, he did. <laughs> uh, Earthbound, Ness, yeah. Pikachu. Sa- oh come Pikachu on, Sam Smash! I wanted Kirby. Right, I'm gonna read the rest. Oh, was that Pit? Kirby, Olimar, Pit. Ice, Ice climbers. climbers. Can't have then, two people in one car. The right, double dash. He recommends some tracks too. Look up the blog. This is a cool, cool blog. But, uh, uh, go yeah, check it out. No, and and great job. But uh, what what other would we want to see? Maybe a little more ex- obscure history. Sort of future proof it. And if Splatoon turns out to be a hit, you could put whatever her, Melissa Splatoon or whoever the main character of that game is. Okay. Yeah. I don't think her name's Melissa. Uh, s- s- <laughs> Squidlissa. Squidlissa. Like I don't know. Where did Melissa come from? I don't know. I thought that you was just a name. made that up. Oh, okay. yeah, so I, I actually, I mean, ca- characters are cool, but I'm more excited by the the concept of tracks yep. uh, based on these universes because okay, so the music tracks. is so iconic. Every time you hear any of these tunes in Smash Brothers, you're like, oh, you know, and yeah. that's just any any level based on Metroid could be oh so cool if it was in the rain or and you if know. like Kraid starts wrecking it halfway through, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, punching like the track, yeah, yeah, yeah. be good. Yeah, or Ridley flies, yeah, 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 like both fire, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, there's just so many options. I think right off the bat, I think the ones that they've chosen, it's really smart. F-Zero is the first thing you think of when you see some of the crazy tracks yep. in Mario Kart. So having that in there and then the Zelda franchise is just perfect for this. But yeah. um, And you know you're going to get a Zelda level even though they haven't shown one. There will pr- presumably be a Legend of Zelda level set in Mario Kart. Yep. Um, the only thing that I worry about with this whole crossover experiment, by the way, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I thought I wasn't going to like seeing like Link or Annabelle or Villager in, mm-hmm. in Mario Kart, but I actually do. My only thing is I want the name to stay Mario Kart forever. I don't think you can give that brand up and yeah. just call it Nintendo Kart. It doesn't have the same appeal to me. Oh. Smash Kart. Or call it something else. Oh, it has the same appeal to me. Really? Smash Kart? For or me, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo Kart? Kart? Yeah. It does? Really? Absolutely. I love Mario Kart. That's what I will always know that series as. Yeah, yeah me okay. too. Like, I... Mechanically stays the same. Though. I don't know. Maybe it's just a nostalgia thing, but like I, I, I like is. that this is done as DLC, and I like it that it's not every character ever. Mm-hmm. But I, while I I love the idea of a Smash Card game, I think it would fundamentally change. Like I don't know, it just feels so different. It's all aesthetic. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, Mario. Do you think uh, we'll get a Doshin the Giant character? No. I think they've something? I think they've conveniently forgotten about Doshi. Yeah. And, a bunch of stuff. And like yeah. none of the like ten eighty, you know, like Ayami, like all those characters um, <laughs> should <laughs> not okay, should okay. not be okay. in here. What about uh the dog from uh what was uh, Rusty's, Rusty's, dog. No, Re- Rusty's Real Deal Baseball? Have the dog drive by. Nobody no? knows it though. Nobody you know? knows it. Yeah. What about Dylan and his rolling western? That, that's right. Oh. Uh, yeah, there you go. That, I mean those are like newer IPs. What about the, the Pushmo kind of weird blob thingy? The little Pushmo guy. Jimmy Pushmo. Oh, Jimmy Pushmo. Jimmy Melissa Pushmo. Pushmo. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy Pushmo goodness. and Melissa yeah. Squiddy. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Star Fox, I think we totally forgot. That's a perfect one. That could be an amazing level mm-hmm. going through space with asteroids and a barrel roll. What about Bayonetta? We, have a, what about Bayonetta? we already have two levels. Bayonetta is a mismatch. It's Bayonetta called Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road is not a Star Fox. That's like the happy Star Fox like candy dream level. <laughs> what if it's, what if it's a dinosaur? Planet. Yeah, that, that would work. No. That dumb whatever. What was her name? Carissa? Crystal. Crystal. It's okay. not as bad as you think it is, that game. Oh, it's pretty bad. All right. And we're <laughs> not, out of time. Not so, as bad. Uh, thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly podcast on IGN, but we are not the only podcast on IGN. Uh, come check out our site to mm-hmm. listen to PlayStation Beyond or uh, Podcast Unlocked, yeah. which Marty is a regular yes. contributor. Or Keeping It Real. Or keeping it real. Or tech fetish. We have a, Wow. We have uh, features. We have articles. We yeah. have videos all over the site. We've still got PAX coverage going up on the site, too, so you should definitely check that out. Timely. Also, yeah. all month long in September, we are posting Let's Plays of some of our favorite Nintendo games. In fact, 125 <laughs> of them. You guys are insane. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And uh, Nintendo, if you did not, if you are not in the know, Nintendo turns 125 years old as a company. And so we decided, hey, why not try to do this crazy Let's Play experiment? Um, and there may be more stuff too, but you're going to have to you know, keep checking IGN to find out what those things are. Um, also, let's see. Oh, well, if you like Nintendo Voice Chat or you have feedback for us, email us at nvc at IGN.com or head on over to iTunes, leave us a review, let us know what you think. So we're done. Wait, I want to know, 
Pear told me about IGN Prime. IGN Pear, Prime? What's IGN Prime? I feel like we're turning into NPR here. No, no, just a, just a shout out, guys. Like, I know, you know, I, I know ad blockers are a popular thing to do, and turning off ads is, uh, you know, no, nobody wants their video watching experience to be interrupted. We actually have a program called IGN Prime. Um, if you really like IGN, you want to su- support us because ad blockers do hurt, um, hurt us, of course, you know, because we're doing all the work and uh, paying for the bandwidth, but we don't get any any returns on it. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe to IGN Prime. Uh, there are free games every month. You can download videos if you want. Like if you want like the HD versions of videos to keep on your computer, you can uh, download most of them. Uh, you can turn off ads. You, if you're an iOS or Android user you um, and you sign into your account, automatically in the native apps, all ads are turned off mm-hmm. if you're a Prime subscriber. So it's a really cool program. We've had it for many, many years. It used to be called Insider. Um, yeah, if you want to support us, subscribe to it. If you if you don't have the money, or you can't, or you don't want to, no problem. We still love you. Cool. We still love you. All right, and with that, our show is done. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find Marty at... Nick Biggity with two Gs and two Ts. You can find Hair, Hair at... Hair IGN with, with two Es and an IGN in it. <laughs> <laughs> and myself, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week. 